LB. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Tuesday, the 27th day of April, 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. Hey, Big J. How are you? Great. Don't lie to me. No, are great. you excited for uh, Tuesday? Well, yeah, I get uh, my second round of vaccine. Oh, man. You're like 10 Today. to 14 days away from being fully vaccinated. How does it feel? Good, good. Well, according to some people, I'm already, you know, vaccinated. They said people who've had COVID, they only really need that first shot. Oh, who's they? Um, doctors. Doctor? Researchers. All right. Well, then what but the hell I'll are you doing? I'll take all of them. Why, why are you even bothering that? Just to be sure. That's right. Uh, it never hurts. Uh, get both shots, everybody. Uh, if you are doing one of the... Well, I guess that's the only, the only ones available now are the double shots, right? Uh, no, I think they lifted the pause on the uh, J&J vaccine. Oh, good. Added some sort of extra verbiage like hey if you have this don't get this one very nice either way uh big j gets shot number two today hopefully uh that works out well for you we have got a bunch of stuff on the agenda today uh on top of what we are doing uh we got a podcast we have to record today uh did you watch the movie tonight or are you doing it today no, i'm gonna do it today beautiful uh on top of that we also have a chance to get you qualified for the Aftershock Festival that is happening on October 7th through the 10th in Sacramento, California. We just need you to bust out a celebrity impression or a impression period of somebody that is fairly famous. Like yesterday, I wouldn't call it a celebrity impression, right? A character impression, a characterization. Sure. Because Shaggy's not a celebrity, you understand? I mean, he, he's well, certainly... He's, yeah, he's character. He's a, right. He is a famous caricature. Uh, and character, but I wouldn't call him a celebrity because he's not a real person. But dude knocked it out of the park yesterday. So you have an opportunity to do that at 7.30 today. We are going to hell. We have headlines featuring a Big J nightmare scenario. All sorts of cool things are going to go on during the course of the program today because we also play music as well. Music like Alice in Chains. Some rooster action going to kick off the morning after here on 100.3 The X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Took a little longer than we thought, but we finally got some information yesterday about the 2020 census. Uh, the 2020 census uh, was a mess from the word go, from the way it was distributed to the way it was collected, and so the the fact that we are getting data just now is is not a good sign. But it finally came in, and when the Census Bureau's data first came in, uh, that shows guess what, Big J? We are growing. No. In case you're curious. As of 2020, Idaho's population is now 1.8 million people, rounded down, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. Uh, that is an increase of about 17% in resident population from 2010, which is a lot, Big J, but we are not the fastest-growing state in the United States of America. A lot of times we probably think we are. Uh, we certainly act like we are, but we are not. We are number two. Uh, behind, have you seen the story? Do you know who's number one? No, uh, Utah, Utah, Nevada. Utah, Utah number one. Uh, however, uh, the Gem State did place in the top 10 runners-up to get an additional congressional seat. We don't have enough people still living here to get another Congress or congressional seat, but we're close. Experts believe Idaho needed about 500,000 more residents to pick up a new seat. They expect that to happen by 2030, the next time the census rolls around. Local population counts for redistricting and stuff like that have yet to be released. Any other year, those offices would have those numbers by now, but... The U.S. Census Bureau now believes that information won't be ready until September of next year, which is 
<laughs> a while. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening with redistricting and things like that. But just know, uh, you're right. There's a lot more people here than there were just 10 years ago. Uh, but not enough to, to make it work to our advantage just yet, PJ. And have a little bit more say in things. Hey, uh, if you have a LeBron James rookie card, you might want to hold on to that thing. Uh, the His rookie card was just sold for $5.2 million in a private sale, according to Damn. PWCC Marketplace. That is a new record for a basketball card. The buyer of the 2003 James Collection Patch card, one of a limited edition of 23, wasn't disclosed. Sale also tied the all-time sports trading card record. Any idea... What the other, you know, another card went for $5.2 million. I'll give you a hint. It's a baseball player. But any guess who that baseball you, player might be? Is it a current baseball player? It is not no, a current it's baseball. Otis Wagner then, right? Uh, no. Otis no. Wagner? No, no, no. Honus Wagner. You're Honus. Thinking, but no. Roger McPherson? Uh, not Roger McPherson. I bl- a name I believe you just made up. Uh, it would be Mickey Mantle. A 1952 rookie card for Mickey Mantle uh, sold for $5.2 million in January as well. So those are the two highest-selling sports cards ever in the history. Uh, One thing we kind of skipped over yesterday when we talked about the Oscars was uh, Trent Reznor picking up his second Oscar for Best Original Score for the movie Soul, which is a Pixar movie that you can find on Disney+. Uh, He also won back in the day for the Social Network. Uh, He is now still just a Tony away, Big J, from the EGOT. I mean, when's he going to do that? I'm guessing he probably will at some point. He's got to. uh, I mean, it's pretty impressive, the career he has had. Uh, But he's not done making Nine Inch Nails music, as a matter of fact. Following the win for Best Original Score, uh, he was asking, a journalist asked him backstage about he and Atticus Ross uh, working on Nine Inch Nails and asked specifically how they separate their work from, you know, what's a Nine Inch Nails song and say, what's a song that you're going to do for a movie soul? Ten years ago when we did Social Network, which is the first film that Atticus and I worked on, um, it was such a great experience. We came out of it inspired and re-energized and it was working in a medium we, had, we hadn't done before and learned so much that we felt like, hey, let's do a Nine Inch Nails record and let's go on tour. And what we've tried to do in the last uh, since then is break it up where we do some rock music we come back and do some film work we've just done three pretty big film things Watchmen Mank Soul in a row we should be on tour but COVID has prevented that and uh, we are planning on working on Nine Inch Nails material as soon as I probably tomorrow so uh, a Nine Inch Nails record is in the works in case you're curious so uh, that's what's next for uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross as Atticus now a permanent member of Nine Inch Nails Uh, Trent Reznor also went out of his way to say that you know for a long time it was just Trent and some touring musicians but uh, Atticus is now an official member of Nine Inch Nails so everything they do they do together and that's what's next for Oscar winner Trent Reznor I wonder what the initiation ceremony is like for that probably not as bad as it was back in 1994 (laughs) But I'm sure there's a lot more PC today. <laughs> something that he had to do in order to make it official. It's streaming dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Every single solitary Tuesday, we dig deep into some streaming services and try to find some movies that maybe, just maybe, Big J hasn't encountered in his personal or professional life. We strip away all the stars of those movies, the director of those movies, the studio that brought you BS, and we're left with just something, uh, usually a very brief plot description from that streaming service. And based only on that plot description, 
Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you, the ex-listener, in a 24-hour period. These are the parameters of streaming dumbass. Do you accept them, Big J? Uh, yes. Here are your three movies. Movie, <laughs> they had a long time ago. But... Movie number one. Hired to investigate a suspicious death in a small town. A paranoid private eye with a troubled past becomes convinced the case is linked to the same conspiracy and cover-up that caused the death of his daughter. Oh, man. Movie number two. An investigative reporter fights to expose the twisted truth behind a heroin bust orchestrated by dirty cops to frame an innocent man, sentencing him to life in the Thai prison. Heavy, man. Movie number three. Rachel is a single mother whose bad day gets even worse when she beeps her horn at a fellow driver during rush hour traffic. After an exchange of words, she soon realizes that mysterious man is following her and her young son, and it's not good. Well, let's see. That sounds like uh, that Russell Crowe movie. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? Uh, I'm going to go with the movie number one. Movie number one. You passed on movie number two. It was called Most Wanted. That stars Josh Hartnett and Jim Gaffigan. Josh Hartnett? Yeah, you I remember just, him? I was just wondering where he's been lately. He's making he's, movies like Most Wanted. <laughs> he's finally making a comeback. Uh, movie number three, you're right. Uh, how how you knew that was the Russell Crowe movie, I'll never know. Because that's the that's the Russell Crowe movie. Uh, it's called Unhinged, uh, and it stars him and Jimmy Simpson. I had no idea what it was about. I knew there was a movie called Unhinged, but I didn't know the plot. Well, it was the only damn movie that was in the theaters when they opened up back uh, a couple months ago. And so. you will be watching movie number one. It is on Amazon Prime. It is called Wander, and it stars Tommy Lee Jones and Aaron Eckhart. Some star power involved. Wander? Wander, yes. W-A-N-D-E-R. Wander. Uh, and that is the movie you will be watching, and you will let us know if it's any good around this time tomorrow. If you want to play the home game, again, it's called Wander. It is available on Amazon Prime. You can check it out yourself for streaming dumbass. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, I'm not sure if you're still not allowed to go grocery shopping for the family anymore, but... I do what I want. If you are the person that does the majority of the grocery shopping for everybody, you may have noticed that grocery prices have gone significantly higher over the last couple weeks. Uh, I know I have. Uh, I usually... I'm a man of habit, you know, particularly with my kids. I get the same stuff kind of every time I go to the store. And so it's one of those deals where it's like, hang on, am I paying like $30 more for the same stuff than I did last time? Marona me. But the answer is yes, you are. Uh, Because the grocery store has gone significantly up the last few months. Uh, Just know that you're not alone. The Consumer Price Index uh, last week that came out from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, it shows that food prices have risen by about 3.5% over the past year. USDA notes that between March and of 2020 and March of this year, meat prices rose by about 7%. Poultry by 6%, fish and seafood by 8%. The cost of eggs increased 5%. The price of dairy has gone up 2%. Fruits and vegetables up 7% than they were last month. And the price of non-alcoholic beverages are up 4%. Cereals, bakery products up 3%. They're more, everything, basically, is more expensive than it was this time a year ago. The increase in price of the store, all spurred by the uptick in prices on key farm products. According to the Bloomberg Agricultural Spot Index, which tracks these prices, it had its biggest surge in almost nine years last week. And experts say, guess what? It's going to keep rising because, again... 
You know, there are some difficulties last year because of the issues with coronavirus. All that is kind of coming to bear right about now. And so, you know, it's not going away anytime soon. So you may want to think about that if you budget stuff out. While none of it is through the roof kind of stuff, it will add up over time. Do you know what I mean? If you get a lot of these products all at once, you go shopping like once every three weeks or something like that, it's going to cost you a little bit more at the grocery store. On average, 7 to 8% more than what you were paying this time last year. So it's nuts. Hey, congratulations to Shohei Otani. He is the Los Angeles Angels pitcher and designated hitter. Uh, he did something, Big J, that hasn't been done in over 100 years in baseball. And that is take the mound while leading Major League Baseball in home runs. Uh, pitchers usually aren't known as power hitters, but this dude can do both. God, this sounds just like uh, MLB The Show for me. Yeah, except you're doing it in double A. But uh, the game take against the Texas Rangers, after having hit his seventh home run of the day, uh, before taking the Major League Baseball lead by doing so, uh, he's the first home run hitter to be a starting pitcher in a game since Babe Ruth did it for the Yankees 100 years ago, uh, June 13, 1921. He also struck out nine over five, five innings yesterday and started a rally for the Rangers, uh, scoring three runs in the process. Uh, drove in two as well. He batted second in the lineup to give you an idea of wow. how good he is at swinging the bat. Pitchers are always nine. Always. Why do you think that? And I know there were some pitchers in the past who really prided themselves on uh, their at bats. Um, is there a particular reason you think that they they can't just because they don't focus on that? They don't play every day. What do you think the factor is that more pitchers aren't better at hitting? Uh, money is the only determining factor money. why that's the case. Yes, because uh, you uh, you focus on one particular talent. And again, also don't forget he's from another country and grew up playing baseball a completely different way. Right. Where if you're young and you you show you have a fastball or you have a some sort of pitch, if you are good at pitching, I promise you your coach will have you focus only on pitching. From the day you're 11 years old all the way up until you somehow, some way turn pro. If you are somebody that can jack it out of the ball yard but can't throw a pitch, they're going to have you focus on your hitting. And so it's just one of those deals where we focus on a skill as opposed to giving somebody these these kind of uh, a wide variety of different things that they can focus on. And every once in a while, you'll have a kid that uh, that's a pitcher and a great hitter kind of a thing. But once they get to some sort of professional level or collegiate level or high school level, there's somebody that likes one aspect of his game more than the other and there's an easier way to get to the show if you will if you focus on one of those particular skills oh wow so we've always been that way we continue to be that way it doesn't and, and by the way pick a sport i mean you know what i mean if you are a really good linebacker and you also are a really good quarterback guess which position people are going to tell you to focus linebacker on? of course no. And so it's just one of those deals that, that we've always been. you got to kind of pick something that you do, and it's not that way in other countries, and it's not played that way. And uh, the other part of it is, you know, it's just it's just more, I guess, interesting to, to watch when a pitcher uh, can also hit. It's so rare that it's very, very cool to see, and it's a big reason why a lot of people don't want to have the pitchers hit anymore because it's incredibly boring to watch them hit usually until this guy gets on the scene. Every once in a while, there's a pitcher that can rake, but usually not like this. This is crazy. Uh, but more power to him. Congratulations. Hey, listen, I know it's one of your career highlights. It's definitely one of the show's highlights. Uh, we had Jason Newstead in this studio 
a couple years back for like three hours, Big J. And he just sat down and uh, just doodle right over there. Yep, still hanging on our wall. Just uh, talked about whatever. There was no question, no topic of uh, you know. Uh, that we couldn't address, no question that he wouldn't answer, all sorts of stuff that he sat down here and talked about when he came into town. And it was really, really cool to sit down and talk to him. And he did that again recently with the Florida Daily Post, kind of talking about his career, reflecting on it, kind of talking about where he is now. And uh, he talked about the fact that he's really got some limitations now when he plays. He's had a bunch of surgeries, and he said, quote, the surgeries I had kind of sent me back. I kept playing music the best I could. I haven't been able to come all the way back, though. But I'm like 90-something percent full, but I still can't play the Metallica full stuff. I couldn't do the show like that anymore. He talked about leaving Metallica in 2001, uh, second-guessing his decision to split. And he said, quote, at times went by in the early years, I kept asking, asking myself, what if, what if, what if, what if you had stayed? What if uh, that kind of thing? And everybody, except for maybe my sister, my wife, and my dad, they told me, you do you. And uh, they were getting close enough with me. They went through the shows. They went through enough of the backstage stuff. They saw what took place, and they were like, you know, we get it. You, We'll be around for you. And so uh, he was really cool to talk about, you know, his struggles that he's going through with the surgery recoveries and why he's doing his new stuff and why he stopped playing the harder music. He, of course, does like Jason Newstead and the Chop House Band, where he does a lot of acoustic covers and things like that. And he says, quote, the music I'm playing with the Chop House Band, that's what I'm able to play. And sometimes it gets vicious, and sometimes it gets nice and ugly and all that stuff, but I know I can play this forever. This music of Johnny Cash and stuff where I just sit here and I lay right here and I'm dancing around over there. I can still play music, uh, but I know I cannot play the fact that I, that I could not play out the way I would want to play if I was in uh, Vivoid or Metallica or any of those other bands out there. I don't have the physicality to do it anymore. Go ahead. Let I was going to say I will forever be grateful for getting to see uh, him and his band Newstead with Mike Mashuk. Uh, in Reno, I mean, just just me and about twenty other people. Yeah, and great. and it was one of the best shows I've ever seen, and it was it was amazing, and and I'm thankful that I got that chance. Of course, uh, if you remember, he was in here talking about uh, why he left with Metallica, and he you know he and James had a, a little bit of a split, and he gave him an ultimatum between playing with Metallica or spending his downtime playing with his solo project, Echo Brain. And Newstead said between all the backstage stuff and his solo stuff, he decided to go that route. And he said, he always said way back in the day that he never really saw how Echo Brain and Metallica would interfere with one another. I never felt that it was going to affect Metallica in any way. There was no way that it could. The monster and the integrity and the legend that Metallica has built, it would take a lot more than that to ever affect it. But he is a stand-up guy, a good dude, still making music, which is fantastic. I always love when he's uh, candid about things and what he's going through, but it also, you know, that interview kind of did make me sad. You know, you figure, you forget sometimes the physicality involved in playing this stuff, and when your body breaks down, it doesn't allow you to do it anymore. It, it's tough to see people like that have to deal with stuff like that, but I'm so happy that he's still happy and still making music, and that's the most important thing, you know? Yep. That's what really makes him happy. You could tell that when he sat down right in that chair, was telling us all about the stories about you know at the time it was Newstead that he was focused on but it was clear that he was actually enjoying himself and it's clear from this interview he still is enjoying himself which is good good dude right Big J very good dude uh, and we wish him the best and so uh, you know whether it's playing acoustically or it's plugged in and he's thrashing out still one of the coolest dudes out there from 100.3 the X rocks the bar was set yesterday by Austin, who pulled out a great shaggy impression. Can you beat his? I mean, you don't have to. Is it a contest? Yeah. 
But yes, your impression does not factor in that contest in any way, shape, or form. We just want you to pull out your best celebrity impression. If you think you got one, you should give us a call right now, 208-287-1003. Why? Because doing your impression on the radio will give you an opportunity to get qualified for our trip for two to the Aftershock Festival featuring Metallica, featuring Gojira, featuring Chevelle. Featuring every band ever, the Mudvayne reunion. It's all happening in four days and nights of music in Sacramento, California. We got your airfare. We got your tickets to the Sold Out Festival. We also have your lodging all taken care of. All you got to do is show up and enjoy the music. So if you would like to play, now would be the time to get on our phone, 208-287-1003. We just ask that you have a impression ready to roll. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, what's your name? Nisha. All right, you are up first, or I guess you're up, period, dot, the end. All we ask you to do is pull out a celebrity impression, and Big J and I are going to try to guess it just for fun, whenever you're ready. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. Uh, that would be Doc. Doc Brown. Hey, yes. Big J nailed it, right? Yes, it is. Now listen, I'm going to say your Christopher Lloyd's not great. Yeah, it's almost bad impression certified. <laughs> yes, it's true. It was, <laughs> but we knew exactly who you were trying to be. So at the very least, you succeeded in that particular side of things. So congratulations, Daisha. You are good to go and qualified for the Aftershock Festival. Like we said, it doesn't have to be great. It just has to be a thing. And that's exactly what happened. You know what? And that's just fine by me. I knew exactly she was going to the Back to the Future route, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but were you able to ever do Christopher Lloyd or was it? I know Walken was one of your guys. Uh, no, just maybe throw out a great, great Scott. Yeah, there you go. There you go. 1.21 gigawatts. It's all about, it's all about the passion. By the way, I highly recommend Discovery Plus uh, Expedition Unknown Back to the Future. What is that now? Uh, Josh Gates, if you remember, we interviewed him way when he started. Him and Christopher Lloyd did this thing where they were searching for uh, one of the original um, DeLoreans that was used in the movie for uh, Michael J. Fox's uh, Parkinson's Foundation. So, Did they find it? Yeah. Nice. And went to charity? Yeah. It was was like a four or five episode thing. It was great. Christopher Lloyd, oh man, he still got it. I imagine it's on uh, Discovery Plus as well for you to check out on demand if you'd like. Way to pull a big J. Well, listen, man, I can't can't do it all. And so uh, congratulations, Daisha. We'll get you all qualified for the Aftershock Festival. That's how it works. Your next chance to bust out an impression of your own is happening at 1230 today with Jason Drew and then 530 today again with Adam. So make sure you got those celebrity impressions ready to go. It will be worth your while we're coming back with we're going to hell that's next on the x rock and big j on 100.3 the x rocks madison wisconsin is where we're going for today's we're going to hell story big j my home state and there's a few things that wisconsinites take seriously big j beer cheese yeah sports probably among the top three but yes uh beer and cheese they're very passionate about and when the two meet, probably extra passionate. But so passionate, Big J, is their love for dairy in particular that a woman has filed suit in Juneau County against the Kraft Corporation. She oh. is livid and has had it up to here with a particular Kraft product that she feels spits in the face of Wisconsinites across the country. That product that she is upset with? Bagel Bites Pizza Snacks. Are you familiar? Yeah, of course. Uh, Who is it, man? Me. 
You've never had bagel bites? I, Come on. I have I have heard of them. I had them once when I was a kid. Did not like them. Haven't had them since. What kind of person are you? Uh, well, I just don't like them. Is that is that against the law? Yes. Lock? Well, uh, apparently I'm with this woman as she has decided to sue Kraft because most importantly, she's really upset with bagel bites. Are you telling me they're delicious? I don't have a problem with bagel bites. Uh, either and a bagel with pizza stuff on top. Right. Here's her problem. Her problem is with the pizza stuff on top. Uh, she says that uh, despite the packaging having real dairy stamped all over it, she has read the ingredients, and she is absolutely convinced that there is, number one, not actual tomato sauce on there, and number two, not real dairy cheese, mozzarella cheese on the bagel bites, and she is very upset with it. According to the lawsuit, which, by the way, was filed in federal court, Caitlin Huber argues that the packaging on the company's pizza bagel snacks is misleading. She alleges the front label's emphasis on mozzarella cheese and real dairy is false because the product does not, in fact, contain mozzarella cheese. She also says that, quote, any responsible and reasonable Wisconsin customer would expect a product that has real cheese and real tomato sauce to contain only tomato ingredients and mozzarella cheese. But that's not the case. There's thickeners. There's all sorts of weird stuff inside the cheese that turns her off as a dairy, you know, I guess professional living in Wisconsin. I don't know. Lawsuit also states that the dairy industry is just as integral to Wisconsin as potatoes are to Idaho, Big J. According to the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, the dairy industry contributes about $45.6 billion to Wisconsin's economy every single year. And she also notes that the state makes about 27% of the nation's cheese in its entirety. So she is alleging that the real dairy seal is misleading and says that it should not be on there. The lawsuit was filed as a class action lawsuit, meaning on behalf of anybody who's ever bought pizza bagels, Big J, you can join in if you are just as, I guess, uh, uh, upset as she is. The lawsuit does seek an unspecified amount of monetary damages for consumers as well as the company to rechange its packaging. So, Big J, as apparently a Bagel Bites fan, do you feel spat in the face of because they are lying to you on the package? Uh, no, but they shouldn't be lying. If there's not real cheese on there, they shouldn't be plastering it all over their stuff. Uh, yeah, apparently that's... Now, listen, I don't know if she's telling the truth or not. That's the other side of it. Well, the, 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 the ingredients will tell the truth. Right, but anybody can file a lawsuit is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, we've... Listen, it, it doesn't we necessarily mean she's correct. Kraft could be uh, actually saying, no, there is actual real mozzarella cheese. Now, now here's the side effect to that. There could be real mozzarella cheese as the base to it, and then they add a bunch of other stuff and crap to it uh, that makes it the way it is, which is probably the case. Right. Uh, yeah. Because real cheese is not meant to be frozen and sealed up and okay for 17 months. Hence you know what I'm Kraft's saying? Parmesan cheese. Which is mostly sawdust or something. It ain't Parmesan cheese. So uh, that is why she is upset. I'm guessing they're going to be able to get away with it. It probably meets the whatever the FDA's legal requirement for minimum amount of cheese to be in a product for you to label it real. But you can't take that chance these days because you never know what's going to you know uh, attract the attention of the mob. It's true. And, uh, this and is I don't one, mean the Italian guys. This is one Wisconsinite that's very upset. And she wants her money and then to change the packaging. So it's all about bagel bites. It's made her very upset, I guess. 
So uh, keep that in mind, companies. You don't want to mess around with Wisconsinites and their cheese. They're very, very passionate about it. So just so you know, don't mess around with it on her watch. Stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Life got you down, you little uh, depressed down in the dumps. Got some anxiety hitting you right between the ears. Meow. How about you go out to that garden you got in the backyard, Big J? Garden. The Royal Horticultural Society found that people who have a garden and go out there and garden every single day have well-being scores through the roof. In fact, they've handled this whole pandemic thing a lot better than the rest of us. How much so? Oh, anywhere from 10 to 17% better. They have less anxiety, less depression, and they're just happier overall because they go out and they tend to their garden, dude. It's their place of zen, their, their palace, if you will. And uh, that's especially compared to those who don't garden at all. Now, if you garden every day, you're much likely to see a better result than if you garden every once in a while. Researchers say the increase in well-being that comes with gardening is comparable to the increase in well-being of people that get from doing, you know, regular vigorous exercise, such as cycling or running. According to the study author, the more you garden, the better the outcome. From a mental health perspective, it doesn't seem that you can overdose on gardening, which is good. And when you're gardening, gardening, our brains are pleasantly distracted by nature around us, which may lead to the increase in, you know, relief, less anxiety, less depression, all that kind of stuff. So it gives you purpose, makes you feel good about the world, gives you something to do. You're not just sitting on your ass all day. And so there's that. So maybe if you are super into it or you got some deep depression, you got some anxiety, garden it up. You ever go out to the garden in the backyard or is that your wife's place? No, it's not. Nobody's place during the winter. No, that's true. But it's not winter anymore, my friend. Hasn't been for a while. I don't know. Tell that to the temperature today. I'll tell it to you. Houston Rockets' John Wall is expected to miss the rest of the season because of a hamstring strain. General Manager Raphael Stone said that yesterday. ESPN cited sources as saying typical recovery time is about three weeks, and since Houston is god-awful and eliminated from playoff contention with the NBA's worst record, probably going to shut down the 30-year-old. Five-time all, five All-Star averaged about 20 points in his 40 games this season for Houston, but that's going to do it for him. A LeBron James rookie card sold for $5.2 million in a private sale yesterday, according to the Marketplace, a new record for a basketball card. It also ties the sale for the all-time sports trading card record. That was set by a 1952 Mickey Mantle card back in January. So, uh, again, reminder, you got to have some rare cards, but if you do, boy, howdy, is there some money in it? Man alive. We got a good old tech uh, battle going on between Roku and Google, Big J. They're fighting again. On Monday, uh, Roku warned YouTube TV customers that Google's service may no longer be on tap. Quote, we are sending this email to update you on the possibility that Google may take away your access to the YouTube channel on Roku. Roku said in an email to customers. Recent negotiations with Google to carry YouTube TV have broken down because uh, Roku cannot accept Google's unfair... This is the old battle. You know how when uh, satellite companies will remove a channel every now and again and gets everybody all riled up and then they start pointing fingers at each other yeah. going, Google wants to take away their television from you. And then Google goes, Roku TV won't let YouTube TV be on your TV. So cutting the cord is no damn different. Nope. Then the core, I mean, it's all just a scam. You're yeah. all suckers. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's a, it's an age law. It's a, listen, it's all about money. It's always been about money. It's the same reason why it took forever for HBO Max to get on Roku. It, it, it never, it never ends. 
Uh, whether you're on satellite TV or you cut the cord, uh, if you have a streaming service, odds are they're going to battle with each other at some point. If there is a contract that allows a channel to be on another service, that contract will run out. Those two companies will argue, and there will be a monetary battle that commences. And the only person that pays the price is the customer who goes, I used to watch my stuff all the time. Now I can't. What the bleep? And so, yes, it is something that you'll have to get used to. So uh, I'm guessing this will go on for a couple of weeks and then they'll settle it out and everybody will pretend they weren't calling each other names for three weeks. Man, I really need a smart TV in my room. You don't have one? No, we got it hooked up to the Roku because it's an old, you know, older TV. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, it, it's essentially, uh, well, I guess I've got a Roku TV, so it's the same thing. I mean, it's a smart TV. I don't have an external device. Yeah, I've got an external device. It's the same thing that does the same stuff as your Roku would is a smart TV, so... Either way, uh, you are uh, in the middle of a battle. I don't know. How, do you use YouTube TV a bunch? Uh, no. No, not really. I mean, I did for a brief period, but it will not affect your life. Then. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. You got Pop Culture Smackdown on the way. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, here we're going to hook you up with some brand new music. Royal Blood's new album, Typhoons, comes out Friday. We'll get it to you. For free, it's got beat me in pop culture smackdown. I'm just listening to some tracks off that album yesterday. It's going to be fantastic. If you would like to have it of copy of your very own, now would be the time to get on the phone and play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. We're going to start it out with some Achilles heel of the Treasure Valley sports trivia, and then we'll move on into movies and television. So if you think you've got the goods... Now will be the time to flex those pop culture muscles and defeat Big J. Hello, the X. What's up, man? How you doing, buddy? What's your name? Chris. All right, Chris, you are up first. Chris, this legendary Laker is considered by many to be the best point guard of all time and wore number 32 for the team during the Showtime era of the 80s and 90s. Showtime. Uh, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Never a Laker or a point guard. Hello, the X. Achilles heel. Hello, the X. How's it going? Good, man. Uh, this legendary Laker is considered by many to be the best point guard of all time and wore number 32 for the Showtime era of the team in the 80s and 90s. Oh, Magic Johnson. That is correct. It is Magic right. Johnson. Right. Uh, the other guy in the McDonald's commercial with Larry Bird. Big J. <laughs> uh, this particular actress got her start uh, in Pitch Perfect and now hosts a dog grooming reality show. Anna Kendrick? Anna Kendrick. Wrong. Solid guess. The other person in Pitch Perfect that you maybe recognize. Rebel Wilson? There you go. Right. There you go. Yeah, she currently hosts a dog grooming reality show on ABC. I'll give you a dollar if you know what it's called and it's a play on words from Pitch Perfect. I'll put it that way. It makes me want to scream. Bad music? No. Wrong. The show's called Pooch Perfect. Right. And I want to punch somebody every time I hear it. Congratulations, man. You got yourself the new... (laughs) The new Royal Blood album, Typhoon, coming your way. Hang on just one second. We will make sure you're all good to go there. Fooled me that time, man. Morning After with Nick and Big J. One and done for Pop Culture Smackdown. But we are going to do some headlines. That's next on the X-Round. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about all the time on the X? It's right there at GoTeamMazda.com. Check it out for yourself. Headlines are as follows. Big Jade, there can be only one. 
a big chain nightmare and worked once right yeah worked once right they say offenders always return to the scene of the crime big j it's an old trope in pretty much every mystery you've ever seen but usually not twice in the same night two unidentified men entered a denny's restaurant in evansville indiana around two o'clock in the morning on wednesday Reports say it seems the building must have been left open as the suspects didn't appear to force their way in. But the two men allegedly went into the restaurant kitchen, started making themselves some eggs, baby. And after they ate their food, they went ahead and left. But just before three o'clock, same two men again came back, returned, and started making some more eggs, baby. They're still hungry. <laughs> what? Police say it was around that time that a Denny's worker arrived on the scene to confront the suspects. And the two men reportedly left while the worker called police. Hey, why are you making them better than we do? As of Friday, the two men had not been identified. But if and when they are, they will reportedly face charges of theft and criminal trespassing. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Been a while since I've been to a Denny's, but aren't they all open 24 hours? No? I don't I don't know. But it may have changed because of COVID. Nah, very well. Good, good point. Either way, whoever, somebody forgot to lock the door. And then I guess, I mean, it's probably one of those things where they're hammered. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, right? You find or a Denny's. Or uh, That too. And you're like, oh, Denny's supposed to be open 24 hours, just like I just said. So the door's open, and you're like, there's nobody in this Denny's. What do we do? We make ourselves some eggs. And then you make eggs, and you leave. And then you're like, hey, did we just have free eggs at Denny's like an hour ago? Yeah, I think we did. Let's go back and make some more eggs, bro. It should be a movie. Uh, yeah, well, how does it end, Big J? What's the climax of the movie? I don't know, you're right. <laughs> so, either way, uh, the police are looking for them because you can't just do that. Uh, there's story number one. There can be only one or Big J Nightmare? Uh, there can be only one. We didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, but hundreds of men with the same name gathered to battle it out and be declared the one true Josh in Nebraska on Saturday. This sounds like a plot point out of a Rick and Morty episode. But it all began about a year ago when pandemic boredom inspired 22-year-old Josh Swain from Tucson, Arizona to message others who shared his name, first name, on social media and challenge them to a duel. That's when the planning began. Then Saturday, hundreds of humans with the name Josh, Josh showed up at an air park in Lincoln, Nebraska, holding pool noodles and plastic Star Wars lightsabers to battle it out. The festivities began with grueling and righteous battles of rock, paper, scissors between Josh Swain of Arizona and Josh Swain of Omaha, Nebraska. Local media says that Josh from Arizona won that. And then there was a pool noodle competition followed and was allowed to open anybody with the first name of Josh. And then, finally, it was four-year-old Josh Vincent Jr., who was declared the winner of that competition, hoisted into the air, given a Burger King crown, and proclaimed the one true Josh. Attendees of the brawl donated 200 to 300 pounds of food for the Food Bank of Lincoln and raised $8,000 for the Children's Hospital and Medical Center Foundation of Omaha. So... It was a really cool, fun, interesting event that all started as something goofy and turned into something actually cool and good that benefited communities. This is what this stuff is for. I love everything about this story. Yeah. And they let the one little kid that was there win the thing. I mean, it was great. It was all a good, big, goofy thing, but it was really cool and fun, and it was neat to see it all kind of come together on social media over the weekend and just go, what are these people doing? And then go, oh, it's just something fun. People are having fun. Remember when we used to do that? Yeah. And so uh, props to Josh Swain and all the Joshes that got together in Lincoln, Nebraska. And congratulations to uh, Josh Vincent as yeah. well. Good job, Josh. For being the best Josh ever.
We'll wrap it up with a Big J Nightmare, and this isn't something you expect to find at Target, Big J. Let's say you're walking around Target looking for an Xbox Series X, and you're shopping at a store like a woman once did in North Carolina, and she says that she saw a black rat snake on a shelf while she was looking for a can of baked beans. Experts say the type of snake she saw is harmless, but I guess that's all in the eye of the beholder, right? And yeah. Target says the reptile may have been found its way inside, like on a cart or some other mode of transportation. The woman who saw the snake says she initially thought it was a toy and was being pranked, but when she tried to take a photo of the snake, it started to, to slither around, and then she freaked the hell out. You understand? Yeah, that would be unexpected. Target employees were able to get the snake out safely, release it, release it back into the wild. A Target spokesman at a local media in the area said the snake was found immediately disinfected. And what? Oh, where the snake was found was immediately disinfected, not the snake itself. They also plan on bringing in a pest control company to make sure they do a sweep of the store so no other snakes are found on accident. Because uh, nobody wants yeah. to be reaches and reaching for bushes, baked beans, and then find a snake. Yeah, right? it's probably underneath that target is like a pit of all kinds of venomous snakes. Yep, I agree. Like Indiana Jones. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all of it. Sarah Moni by the Deftones here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rounds. Let's talk about being on time, Big J, or better yet, lack of that, huh? Yeah, a uh, new survey found that 70. 70- percent of people say that there is a person in their group of friends who is known uh, for always being late uh, i have uh, one of those although you know it's at the point now where like uh time becomes like a, a construct if that makes sense where it used to be like see at four now it's like see around four ish because we know that there's going to be some leeway yeah. there kind of a thing. here's the thing here's the catch less than 25 percent admitted that they were that person <laughs> I can understand that uh, because there is a bit of, uh, you know, a bad kind of thing attached to being the person that's late. All yeah, here's the, here's the news for you, Nick. In our group of friends, you're the one who's always late. I 100% believe that, and I am happy to admit that. Uh, <laughs> I, Randy and I, we would be at the movie theater and be like, where the hell is Nick? But I never I never was late to the movie, ever. I didn't come in when yeah, it started. But, but we all managed to be there at the same but time. what's the point of being there or what, so we can stand Hanging in the lobby? and talk? You <laughs> can't talk. Out. In the movie. No, but we have a podcast in which we record after the movie that we would talk to. I mean, to me, to, to, again, late to you is not being there 15 minutes before something starts. Yes. And to me, late is I'm there after the thing begins. Now, technically, according to this, late is 13 minutes after you're supposed to meet. Yeah, then I'm never late, for the record. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's I, borderline. Well, I mean, no, I, no, I'm never there 15 minutes into a movie ever. That has never happened in the history of anything. Now, listen, that being said, I am certainly more likely to be late to something than either of you two. I will fully admit that. Yeah, but, I can't. I can't stand being late. Uh, it is. It is something that has never bothered me. Um, I don't buy. It doesn't upset me when other people are late either. And so it's just one of those deals where, uh, you know, it's just it just never has gotten into my head where it's a super bad thing but i also try not to be late it's not something that i do on purpose (laughs) but it is something that i have done in the past there's no doubt about it but uh i don't uh does it bother you when people are late yeah because you've never talked to me about it like you know no we just make fun of you that should be enough to know that yeah but the the but again, like if you're going to make fun of me for being the the least earliest, that's not really a bad thing to me. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's not. I don't care what this says. You're late. You're late. It's not. Like if being, you're the last one through the door, you're late. No, that's that's insane. 
That is crazy to say. But uh, I can certainly understand why it is a, a deal that people don't want to cop to. But uh, certainly something that I will happily admit to when I'm late. Uh, let's see. The top uh, reasons that uh, people are late, uh, according to the survey, is traffic. Okay. The alarm not going off. Yep. And your car not starting. Uh, I've been there. Uh, not necessarily the first one. Traffic never really much of an issue. But it, certainly I have had some alarm issues in the past. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> and uh, I, I wasn't even considering that. <laughs> the other times you've been real late. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, the, back in the day when Cash was not sleeping like ever, uh, there were some real, real, like uh, two and a half hour sleep nights or even like 40 yeah, minute yeah. sleep nights. Which is why I never got really upset about sure. it. Because yeah. I'm like, hey, listen. There's extenuous. It's not because you're a bum. No, no. It was. Ne I never ever do it on purpose. It's just one of those deals where it was like, man, uh, sleep was of uh, just a valuable commodity in those days, and it was very, very difficult. But either way, uh, you know, if you can try to not be late, don't do it. Uh, and if you are late, cop to it. I don't know. I, I'm trying to understand why people would try to wheeze a lot of going, saying I'm not late, but it's weird. But. Either way. Probably a made-up thing, It is a to be honest. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your bad impressions are next on the x Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and we're going to hook you up with some uh, brand new music here. Royal Blood Typhoons is coming out on Friday. We'll hook you up with that for free if you can figure out bad impressions. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. Call it right now if you want to play some bad impressions. Bad impressions is a game that works like this. Big J's got three different clues. Each one of those clues points to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, music coming your way courtesy of us. To the phones we go, hello the X. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing, buddy? What's your name? My name's Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, you're up first. Good luck, man. I put together a Wait. documentary for Coda on Amazon Prime called What Drives Us. It's about bands touring around in vans. Man, uh, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> well, here we go. You got more clues, okay? So don't panic. Uh, if you okay. put a picture of me next to the drummer for Nirvana, we would look the same because we are the same. There you go. Yeah, see, Jeremy, that's what it takes. Good job, brother. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with that Royal Blood CD. Clue three for fun. I'm the lead singer for the Foo Fighters. Yay, me. And that is Dave Grohl. Why is he in the news? Uh, Dave is going to be on uh, Jimmy Kimmel uh, tonight, and uh, along with his daughter, which will be very, very, very cool. Uh, basically, what happened was is uh, uh, they recorded a song together, a cover of... X is nausea, Nick, and uh, it originally appears on the band's 1980 punk album Los Angeles. And uh, what you'll find here in in some of the um, the the, the um, boy, boy, I'm having a hard time. Oh here. no! Oh, oh no. no! I don't oh, know. In the documentary that he did, <laughs> as well as uh, on his stories about the connection he has to that band and how uh, they, he actually found out from his grandma that they have a family member in the band, the drummer, nonetheless. Hmm. And uh, that's one of the reasons that led to this whole thing. So uh, he, he, this is the first thing him and his daughter, Violet, have ever done together musically. That's cool. Yeah, she had gone up on stage at some point and done some Foo Fighters stuff with him. But this is their first recording thing. And then I think uh, Chris Novoselic of Nirvana is going to oh, be yeah. I'm on sorry, Nirvana. I forgot about Chris Nova, yeah. On Jimmy Kimmel tonight as well, so it's kind of a reunion of sorts, if you will, too. So you can check it out if you want to see what Dave Grohl's been up to, who, by the way, has been just 
everywhere lately. Not that I'm complaining, but I mean, you know, he's got, he just releases the surprise, uh, you know, song with his daughter, and then he's doing like a press thing with it. He's got two separate documentaries coming out here within like the next couple of weeks. Uh, Dave Grohl is a busy dude. Uh, plus, he's, you know, got the book that he's working on and all sorts of other stuff. He doesn't stop. Nope, he just uh, pedal to the metal, baby. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. Wrapping up the show here next on the X Rock. <laughs> Pop Evil and Breathe again here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap it up for this Tuesday morning. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us and listening to the show. We always do appreciate it. Big J selected a movie starring Tommy Lee Jones, an elderly Tommy Lee Jones, according to Big J's appraisal. Yeah. And Eric Eckhart on uh, Amazon Prime called Wander that he will watch for you tonight and review for you tomorrow. So you're going to want to tune in for that. We also had a chance to have a celebrity impression this morning, although debatable. Uh, it was still good enough to get somebody qualified. We had a Christopher Lloyd pop up on our show today uh, from Back to the Future. And that was part of the fun for Who Do You Do? Getting qualified for the Aftershock Festival, which is happening again on October 7th through the 10th in Sacramento. And you'll have another chance at 12.30 and 5.30 today to get in on that list, which, of course, you want to do for sure. No doubt about that. On top of that, we also had a chance to talk about being on time and how important Big J feels like it is. Uh, that leaves you with the floor, my friend. Um, let's see. Yeah, you know what, uh, Nick? Uh, my worst nightmare, uh, one of them, is is uh, roller coasters. Yes, that's right. And uh, I can't imagine having to be stuck at the very top of a roller coaster and then being forced to walk down the steps. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that footage. Like, I mean, I like roller coasters, but that that is a I don't care who you are. That's not a great scenario to be in where you have to get off this thing and then you have to walk down wherever the hell that would be uh, to be stuck on top of that would not be fun at all. The Blackpool Pleasure. <laughs> It's the name of the uh, ride in the UK. And uh, yeah, it got stuck at the top and the folks had to walk down. I mean, that would just, I would fall and die. Well, I, you've walked downstairs before. I do think you would fall and die. Not not at this, uh, but, but, but not when right near like hundreds of feet below. I mean, I haven't done that. So uh, you're telling me you don't think you could walk downstairs from a high altitude? I would get scared and I would fall right over and die. So that's why I don't do it. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. Well, I understand you don't like stairs. I don't think you would. The down part would not be the hard part. The walking up would be the difficult part. You can walk down all the stairs in the world. You can also I think. fall down them. It's true. Uh, and even then, even if you fell down those stairs, it, it's not like a 90 degree. It's not like a ladder. Do you know what I mean? You're not going no, all no, the way down. close, man. A little bit of a pitch. You'll be fine. All I'm saying is that wasn't meant to be walked down. No. No, nobody builds a roller coaster so that you walk up and down. That's for sure. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's has a new crispy chicken sandwich. It's here. It's crispy, juicy, and tender, or in one word, crispy, juicy, tender. Yeah, we're going to make that a word now. It's available at all participating McDonald's. Check it out for yourself. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.